AKA responsible, proper social distance shit talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. Episode 104, and this also is not a special episode. They're all special because we're on it. (laughs) Trying to stick with the theme. So we took one on the chin in Virginia last week, and there are lots of feelings about it. Not a lot of facts, but a lot of feelings, such as... Uh, James Carville is full of shit. Yes! <laughs> ah, this is going to be good. Speaking on behalf of another person, wokeness is a lot of hooey. <laughs> Direct quote. But first, what are we drinking? And I'll go first. Yes. Just as a testament to how far the tentacles of your two beer snobbery has stretched. Oh, geez. My wife, without actually saying anything, brought home Bebo because she recognized it in the refrigerator. So I'm having Bebo because I got a six-pack of it, unbeknownst to me, in the refrigerator. And that's a Pilsner, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, I've had that. It's pretty good. Jerry, what do you got going on? I I think I know, but let's see if you're going to surprise me. I, I am. A Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be careful in, in how I describe this. This is a, a legacy beer. I'm having a Sweetwater Almond Milk Stout. Uh-oh. Ooh. I don't want the, the cow description police to bust me on this. But it is an almond milk stout. We've had that conversation. Had that? Very good. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? That's the first time you've had it? Yep, it is. I think it's pretty good, particularly when you can get it at Trader Joe's for like $1.75 for a single. Wow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's a very solid stout. Yep, pretty good. You? So I'm drinking a, a pontoon collaboration with Ology which is in, so Pontoon is in Atlanta area, and then Ology, if I'm saying that right, is in Tallahassee. Have you been there, Jerry, on your way? I have. Okay. A couple times. And so this. Good spot. This is a uh, double IPA, a DIPA, and it's pretty, pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as the last collab that I've had from Pontoon and them. Maybe it's just a different mix of the of the hop. So it's it's not like a five out of five stars, maybe like a three and a half out of five. Let's hope your show experience 
is better rated than your beer. <laughs> Judging by the the snark in your open, you really do have feelings about the Virginia election. So, as Dr. Fraser Crane would say, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we knew it was going to come. What do you call them? The pundits and all that coming out trying to, to explain to us why uh, we lost that race there, which is kind of a, a neck and neck. And I well, remember hearing. Wait a minute, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like so, what's what? What specific punditry are you? Are you are you taking issue with it, or what's the? What's the? Do you have a beef with it? Well, I I I guess my beef is some of them kind of hit on it, uh, where they kind of showed the exit interviews. And I think showed some um, polling before the race also, showing that education and the economy were like the top two issues. But most of the media never got real deep into what that education issue was. And, you know, as we've talked about. And we are talking about the Virginia, the Virginia gubernatorial gubernatorial election. And the last time I saw, it's about a two, two and a half point spread. Mm -hmm. That seems a pretty big one. And education, I think everything I saw, education was one of the main issues. Do you think the media was ignoring it? No, what my point is, is they didn't really clarify to my satisfaction, and I'm no, you know, that's that's a high bar there, getting into explaining that it was really on CRT, critical race theory, where, you know, a lot of the media kind of made it out to be, it's just parental concern about what their kids are being taught in school. Mm-hmm. And I know McAuliffe didn't do himself any favors during one of the, I think it was a debate or something, where he said, and it was just like, a, a you know, taken out of context, but parents shouldn't have a right to decide curriculum. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm getting that kind of messed up. No, I think that was that was definitely kind the gist. The gist of it, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that was kind of... It was an out-of-context quote anyway, so... No, I mean, you know, of, of course they have a say, and that's why you have a school board. Yeah. Because that's what kind of sets, you know, they have a superintendent and then a school board that kind of sets that stuff, and you vote these people in. So, as we've talked about before on this thing, is that, you know, we know that the Republican Party has been using this as a dividing issue and it in my opinion worked very successfully in this race you know they kind of broke down where the you know where the votes came out of that didn't they didn't get before from when biden and was running against trump and it was a lot of these suburban counties and that's where the crt board meetings or school board things are really focusing because that's where the the movable portion of the voters are so that's what you're pissed about you're not pissed about what the media is saying. You're pissed about those tactics working. Well, that and then, you know, like I said, then you start seeing and you, you posted a thing from James Carville, and he had said this before, that it's about the woke language that's messing things up. They need a woke detox center. Right. Yeah. Good and, line. You know, yep. and, and I, you know, I, I agree that, you know, maybe the language of defund the police. You could say that line was a good message about messaging because that's. What he's talking about is we need a better message. Well, that's that's And on true, that, but, you can't fault him. Yeah. But I mean, the, I thought he's been full of shit before in the past, but on, on, on this particular one, he might be right. Yeah, but in this particular race, you know, they weren't talking about defund the police, at least as far as no, I was No, they were just I talking about aware. critical, or they were talking about 
the, the lie that critical race theory is, is taught in the right. schools. Right. So, so what was the woke language in this race? And that's what I, I didn't really pick up that well, there was any woke language going on. I don't, I don't know. But, but the, the guy that won made the easiest campaign promise in the history of campaign promises. On day one of his administration, there will be no critical race theory taught in Virginia. Right. Boom. Done. Yeah, just sign a proclamation and and it's so. So right, but the problem isn't but, with isn't with CRT. Is the right. problem is that it works. Yes. And the problem is that not only did it work, it almost worked in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost a double disaster, and the New Jersey race was super close. And it shouldn't have been because the guy in New Jersey passed a lot of stuff that was extremely popular. And it still almost changed yes. parties. So whether we like it or not, that message works. Now, Virginia has, for almost going back from now all the way to Jimmy Carter, whatever the president of the United States is, the governor of Virginia has been the opposite party. Almost every year, except for about a four-year period, I believe, I can't remember, Obama uh, may have been president at the time or maybe late in Bush too. But other than that, going all the way back to the 70s, they've always been contrarian on their governor to what the yeah, president is. But that that's another bullshit excuse <laughs> that doesn't play out. And I've, I've heard a lot of people... I, Saying that. I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm just saying that that is the fact. They they have traditionally the the party that won in the presidential election has traditionally done bad in the midterms, and this is a mid midterm. And this state has traditionally gone against whatever the country as a whole has decided for the president. No, I understand, but that yeah. kind of lets us off the hook to say, oh, well, that's just the pattern of voters. So we didn't do anything wrong, and they didn't do anything right. It just fell into that, that who weird are you, year. Who, wait, wait, who are you? Who is who is we and well, us and them? So I, I, when I say we, I'm talking about the the Democratic Party. As a whole, okay. you know, which, you know, there's there's leadership and there's voters and all that. Well, what are they saying, these pundits that you hear? What, what is the reason behind why why he lost? Well, I don't care what they're saying. I just... Oh, you do too. Oh, you do too. What is the reason why he lost? Let's put it uh, that way. My opinion, okay. for what it's worth... Then I'm going to get a drum roll sound effect for this. <laughs> Is that the the drumbeat of critical race theory and the way they've planted this, and this goes back more than a year now, right? When when that started coming up in the uh, the school boards, we had that at our Cobb County school board thing uh, this spring, I believe it was. Maybe okay. maybe I'm mixing up the dates, but and it's kind of tied into the anti-mask kind of thing too. It's it's and the anti-vax. It's a way to get the base on the Republican side up in arms and yeah. to get them out to vote. Yeah, but, yeah and it worked because it worked. the right. guy that lost got more votes than any Democratic governor in the history of the state of Virginia and lost. Yeah, well. I mean, the same like Trump. Trump got more right. votes than right. any other presidential candidate in the history of presidential candidates except for Joe Biden in the same year, unfortunately for him. Yeah, Sorry. so it does show that Sucks voters are, Same thing with Terry McCauley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it does show that voters are engaged or, you know, 
want to come but out who, and vote. But who was it that there, – there, I saw stats where there was one particular group that changed, that that made a major – Non-college educated white women. White women. Oh, and older, older white women, wasn't it? Older, I don't know if I saw Non-college the age. educated white women. More scared of critical race theory than they were of a little fascism. That's the suburban white voter. That's where, you know, we were seeing a shift towards blue, you know, in, in, and, and this is their reaction to getting those people back. And, and like Jerry pointed out, it seems to be working. And that what, that's what uh, makes uh, me uh, No, 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 no. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to use that kind of, yeah. that kind of half-assed language. It doesn't okay. seem to be working. It did it work. Worked. It absolutely worked. It yeah. worked. And right. the reckoning is what are we going to do about it? Or what can we do about it? Right. Because the more we bemoan the kind of injustice of it all, and keep going back to its origin story and lamenting that it is a lie and it was designed to do, unfortunately, exactly what it's doing, some of that isn't just what they are saying about critical race theory. Some of it is also about us and about what we're saying or what they think we're saying. I I thought of a good analogy. It's like like one of the good things about that makes a good fighter is knowing when you got your ass kicked and you need to get better before the next fight. And it wasn't a, if it had gone this way, or if it had gone that way, kind of a thing. No, no, you got your ass handed to you and you need to get much better at this before we do this again. And that was a lot of what happened earlier this week. I've seen a lot of, and unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of Twitter commentary about how Carville needs to shut up. And me, (laughs) you know what? I think there is truth to what he is saying. Mm -hmm. And instead of engaging with it and kind of getting down to the what he's talking about, I don't think you're going to make any progress because he is. And just to clarify, he's been very loud about how the Democrats have a, quote, wokeness problem, and they talk talk about things in ways that, quote, normal people don't. It turns normal people off a lot of times. Yes. He's called it faculty lounge um, politics, and you do see that a lot, at least I see a lot of it Mm -hmm. on Twitter. And education was a big part of it, and it wasn't just CRT, but it was pandemic schooling. And the pressures that people felt, these women felt at home. There has been a ton of scaremongering about critical race theory. All of it is. But the fact that it's gained traction is something that has to be acknowledged and, and dealt with. Yes, but, but where does the wokeness come into play on that particular conversation because we all agree you know that CRT is is something we need to be focusing on going forward but so where where does wokeness come into that other than maybe you know where we just our our traditional comeback is well you don't know what CRT is and then we explain it that it's oh, yeah. a college level and actually in law school conversation it's not being taught 
and we think that should end the conversation, but it, it doesn't. So their definition is far broader than that. They're just co-opting that term. Their kid's fourth grade teacher is part of the elite, and they're brainwashing their kids down at Podunk Elementary. It's just simply not happening. Nothing gets people to the polls better than fear. And that's the thing is facts don't matter in this case because they can never come up with a... They don't have to. And a, a prime works. example of where, where that's taking place. Yeah, but if you're, but, but you can't... It, you, it's like arguing a negative. You know, it's trying to prove a negative. Why like, deal with the facts if the facts aren't on your side? If they don't do you good, then deal with fear and fear works. And ultimately, in the end, Carville, like his job is to get people elected. Yeah. And if you're not winning elections and gaining political power, you're going to be under the thumb of the people whose buy in to these tactics. But it, that to but, me is scarier. And, and we've proven we can't rule with just a statistical edge. We need a buffer. Definitely. But again, I get back to this, the Virginia governor race. What part of that campaign on McAuliffe's side was speaking in the collegiate terms or using woke language? Of course, I don't live in Virginia, so I wasn't tuned in to the, the ads and things like that from the outside looking in, I don't see that that was in play. Am I wrong? Well, first of all, he is on the right side of the Democratic Party. He is, he would be considered moderate. Definitely at, a know, centrist. Centrist, at, yeah, moderate, at, you know. Right, because so Clinton was in I'm, the old I'm world. sure the Republican opponent had him as a crazy, radical, left-wing, socialist. socialist lunatic. Absolutely. But again, it won. Exactly. And, and, and that's what and, I'm saying. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be like that. Just like you don't have to be teaching critical race theory in the school to scare enough people to get him out to the polls. Same thing. You call him a radical, call him a lefty. I keep looping back to this. What should they have done in that race different to address Carville's issue? How could they do a course correct in that particular campaign? How much should you engage about a false narrative like that? The fact that Nobody seems to be able to say what McAuliffe was for. You definitely knew what this other guy stood for, allegedly. They did a lot of diner-type interviews with, you know, concerned moms about what's being taught in the schools. Who did that? Which side? Oh, all of the major media outlets. The New York Times. All of them. Okay. There's all kinds of interviews with concerned parents about what's being taught in their schools. And what did they say was being taught in their schools? Uh, race stuff. Stuff that, that, that makes white, little, white kids little are Ashley harmful. My yeah. daughter's coming home wanting to know if she was born evil, Jeff. So, yeah, I mean, so part of the blame, and there's that article that you sent that we should definitely put in the show notes um, that kind of talked about the, is the media is a lot to blame, too. And that's an example. If they're interviewing these parents... And then, you know, kind of give, you know, kind of the end result of that is saying, well, they have a legitimate concern, you know, without anybody on the other side explaining that this is what's being taught in school, you know, like diversity classes and things like and that. Why does, why does the media not say anything about this? Why does the school board, when somebody comes up in the public, you know, whatever, 
and, and, and public comments. And as soon as they start talking about critical race theory, why are they just not shut down and say, we don't teach critical race theory I think, in this school system? I think some Anybody have tried that to brings do that. it up is immediately shut down. Like, if we had a concerted effort of Democrats that showed up at school board meetings and ranted frantically about schools teaching our kids about cannibalism, eventually anybody that mentioned cannibalism would just be shut down and be ushered out of the room. Why is this not happening? Well, I don't think just saying that, you know, it does, it's not being taught is enough. I think what they need to do is the say... Whole, the whole thing's a fucking lie. It, I know, it, I know. But so, what, so if we made up a lie and started a concerted effort to ram this through you know, school boards and, and, and enrage our side, you see the point I'm making? No, How I, long I, would before, when you started mentioning cannibalism, before you got shut down and ushered out of the room? You wouldn't be able to stand there and go on and on and on about this. That's and what the, I'm saying. And, and CNN sure shit wouldn't be interviewing you about it. That's why I'm saying, you know, I don't know what the complete answer is, but I think part of it is not just to shut down the conversation and say, no, you're lying. That's not true. I think what the other thing that needs to be uh, explained, and McAuliffe could have done that, is to say, this is what our classrooms are teaching on race. You know, explain exactly what is being taught. And everybody should agree, teaching diversity is a, is a positive thing. Oh, thank you. Because, um, by the way, there's your woke language right there, There you mister. go. But yeah, fake yeah, news. You are, you are on the SS wokeness. Well, who, who took the term diversity and made it a bad word? Depending, uh, hmm. Uh, Same. A, a lot, no, no, no. I, I, there's too many answers. I don't, know which one, I don't know which way to answer that question. Well, okay, so um, this, this gets back to an article that I that I linked to that says, Schools facing critical race theory battles are diversifying rapidly, analysis finds. And they, they listed off schools, and one of them is here in, in uh, our area, Gwinnett County. Mm -hmm. 1994, they, they had a 13.1% uh, uh, students of color, in other words, the balance white. 2020, 65.5%. Students of color? Students of color. Over over half. Yeah. Yeah. And so Loudoun County. Loudoun County, uh, Virginia, which Virginia, is one of the big counties that that they kept talking about on the news and, right. and concentrated 1994 on. 1994 was a 14.9% diversity. Mm -hmm. In 2020, 44.5. Right. And, and your point so is? My point is, is so the schools are doing, you know, what they should be doing is trying to teach a diver increasingly diverse class how to get along. Oh. Hmm. Well, and, and First you know. First of all, well, so that's, yep. a, that's a much bigger thing than diversity is a net positive overall. And I don't think there are obviously lots of people that don't agree with that. That's and, 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 and it is, could be considered woke to assume that that is, that is, however you define it, is a good thing that cannot be argued. I, there are a lot of people that would take issue with that because I think there's also a lot of different ways of describing diversity in what context, and it's a huge concept. But one of the thing, one of the articles that I sent you was kind of a takedown of how the media has been covering all of the, you know, kind of uh, discontent among parents. And but and you so this this passage 
was called out as being, this guy thought this passage was bullshit. What McAuliffe misses is that this term, CRT, has become a stand-in for deeper-seated fears among parents about what their children are learning. CRT is now shorthand for a broader basket of issues relating to education. Polling shows a plurality of Virginia voters opposed to the teaching of this theory, so dismissing those who speak out against it as racist is doomed to backfire. Whether the guy that said that that passage is bullshit, he, to me, is out of touch. Because I agree with all of it. And when I say I agree with it, I agree with what he is saying. And that's kind of the crux of the issue. Like, we don't want to, we don't want to admit that this is true. That these people are white nationalists leaning. That CRT is shorthand for all the, all the white bad fear? liberal things. You call, you call it white what, fear. Because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like white flight that is somewhat disappointed they didn't fly quite far enough. Because well, Loudoun County, Virginia, is is a suburb of D.C. Very much like Gwinnett County is a, a D.C. Uh, suburb of Atlanta, and Gwinnett County was for a long time the fastest growing county in the country, no doubt. But if more people in a state are opposed to teaching CRT, if you call it racist, you're already behind the eight ball, because if your your goal is to win the election. And if more people in a state believe this bullshit theory, then you have to, whether whether you like it or believe it or it's true or it makes you feel good, it doesn't matter. The numbers are against you. And why do so many people respond to this message? That's another thing that we don't really want to talk about is no. why is this message working? That's that sucks. Because it's fear, right? Like like Don pointed out. Because yeah, it draws on the fear of that Because again, you know that that article that, that, to begin with. that showed that the schools that are increasing in, you know, moving away from whiteness are kind of the centers of this conversation kind of kind of shows is and I remember like when we moved to Cobb County back in 95, I guess it was predominantly white. It's interesting that that was kind of the around the year they were showing this, this the shift. So the schools our kids went to, predominantly white. Grade school, middle school, that started changing around that time. The, the parents that, and I'm going to put a lot of this blame on the evangelicals because that's kind of their long-held theology as well, is so they see this as a losing grip on power, I guess, but and, you know, that, that can be defined many, many different ways. Well, they see a lot of these people as non-Americans. Status, status. Right, right. That they're losing their country to these, these people that, that aren't, even, aren't even real Americans. Right. They're not white or Christian. Right. right. You could say that to your blue in the face, but that message, for those messages, are working. And dismissing them as rubes or racists or evangelicals doesn't get you any closer yeah. to winning an election. Doesn't solve it. And I'm, I'm not trying to go out of my way to be contrarian, but we're not paying attention to the numbers. And the fact that it's working 
we probably need to wake up. But that's the question, though, is what would McAuliffe have done to those uneducated white women that made the difference in that particular Not election? Not uneducated. Not no, college. No, okay, sorry, sorry, right, Woke right, right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I sit correct. Captain Wokeness. <laughs> so is it even possible to bring those people over? Over to where? To vote in, on for our a side? Democrat. Right. To have voted for McAuliffe. What could shoot them McAuliffe... with your Wokatron Ray? Uh, well, <laughs> I give you a different, not hypothetical. You're gonna, you're, we're gonna get this opportunity next year here. Mm-hmm. And yep. if you think Virginia was bad, Stacey Abrams runs for governor. This will be the Taj Mahal of CRT and wokeness and um, reverse racism. It will be socialism and yep. crime. It is going to be Virginia on, on steroids, big yeah. time steroids. Yeah. Well, and that's the other point I wanted to bring up too. Is you know what's interesting? Wait, I didn't about, hear any. I didn't hear any solutions. How 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 are well? You know, uh, okay, because because I'm getting on the ledge. That's why. But yeah, I mean, one of the other things that we you know that we shouldn't overlook either on the CRT conversation, and even when I listened in on the the Cobb County School one. You heard socialism, Marxism come up numerous times, saying that CRT is a socialist, communist. It's because they, they have, the, the whole thing, you know, the underlying thing is that they have this propaganda machine that, that feeds this to right. them Oh, yeah, all they're the just repeating. They can't define right. any of these. Right. They have no idea what any of these things mean. Doesn't matter. They have the automatic same mouthpieces. That, that bitches Does a, not matter. A, a, about socialism will also post memes of, of, you know, about gas prices and blame it on Biden. So right. you think the president controls the gas price? Done. That would they, be socialism. They're, they're literally, they're literally dying. They're they're dying of for, for for their kind of ideological purity. If you're not going to get vaccinated, yeah, and you're not going to play against the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer team. Uh, they were my team. <laughs> so it's going to be a very long year for you, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. Because you are not going to be able to escape it. It's going to be on every TV network. It's going yeah. to be on every YouTube video you watch. And it's going to be the expensive ones where you we have to watch the whole ad. Facebook groups are going to go wild. It's going to be racist. It's going to be unfair. It's going to be dirty politics. It's not at all going to be based in reality. And in the end, the only thing that we should be focused on is winning that goddamn election. And you know they're going to say if she wins that it was rigged, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be weeks. It won't end if she wins. I'm surprised that it's not happening in New Jersey with as slim as that one was. I'm surprised that there hasn't been those type tactics employed. Still early. Yeah. We're only and, recording you know, two days well, yeah, after. Because I, yeah. I know they, Newt Gingrich was talking about that. This could that be a with Friday the, uh, afternoon filing. <laughs> with the Virginia race that if um, McAuliffe squeaked out a win, he could it could only be because he stole it. So, I mean, you know, that, yeah. that thing is going to be playing out all over. You right. know, the, the other thing that, that I think 
I, I'd like to ask you, your opinion on is it seemed like everybody was pinning their hopes on Congress passing the infrastructure and the, um, what's the mm. other plan called? Build, the, back, uh, build better. back Better? Yeah, Build Back Better plan or whatever. Which sounds like an ad for Gold's Gym. <laughs> yeah. Build Back Better, yeah. But anyway, that that had that passed, that would have changed the outcome. And I think I've read maybe something you, you passed on Jerry, where, no, where no, that it's, right. it's got to be right, <laughs> and and I agree. It is is like those kind of things don't really matter. I mean, we've experienced that with the COVID thing. Is death doesn't matter as long as they are staking their their claim against the the bad guys. So you don't think if the infrastructure bill would have passed that he would have had a little something extra to campaign on. I don't think I that don't. would have shifted the you votes of these, of these white women that, that are all about education. There was a lot of stuff that was in that that was popular on both sides, like medicine reform and some other stuff that was, was involved in that. that. But no, nobody votes for it, though. Right, yeah, they'll say yeah, that yeah. in a poll. Right. Mm-hmm. But then comes time to vote. You don't win elections on it. Too bad it was the Republicans that blocked us from passing it. Oh, that's right. It wasn't. It was two of our own. That's, that's right. Never mind. <laughs> Which is why every election matters. Really difficult to even have a conversation like this about the topic of wokeness, diversity, kind of left wing, almost third rails. Like you do kind of have to salute the flag. And I think there's a lot of to use the term, diverse opinions about diversity, about what actually is, you know, what is woke, because you can't really define it. The other side has, and that's the thing. We always uh, leave in the other completely. side to define. They're against it. That's that's what's <laughs> right. great about it. It's, yeah. it's self-defining for everybody. It's anything that I don't like falls under woke. Or totally. critical race theory. Or cancel yeah. culture or is the same kind of what, thing. Which right. box do I need to put? I don't know, but it's one. Of, I don't like right. it, so it's going in one of them. It's like the video of the guy that one of y'all posted about interviewing the guy. It was like, well, most important thing is critical race theory. And he asked him what it was. Well, oh, I, I don't I, really know, but I, I know I don't like it. <laughs> right, but it could not have summed the whole issue up better. It was only 38 seconds long, and it was produced as a dunk like a straight up dunk that's why i sent it because it was a, a a great dunk but after watching it 10 times there was absolutely no nuance to it you, there, you didn't need like three minutes of explanation afterwards the of, host of what wasn't, term meant wasn't yeah. like wasn't trying to bait the guy wasn't being rude excuse me sir here's some rope can we talk please <laughs> like it was straight up but I don't know what it is, but I know I don't like it. Can't can't sum it up better than that. Yeah, so it shows the power of what the people on the right are doing. And it's it's an intentional strategy, too. It comes from the top down. It doesn't come from the bottom up. No. And, he, yeah, and you know that guy was watching Fox News all morning and listening to AM talk radio the whole way over there. So it's just the mean old right-wing media's fault. No, no, it's not the mean old right-wing media's fault. It's 
the right wing has a propaganda arm that is constantly pumping this stuff out. For sure. They literally, they hear it all day long. They can, they repeat it. They can regurgitate it. But it's got no basis in fact. Most of what they're saying on there, no. They don't believe that. I know. So if we don't, I, I think, if we don't acknowledge what we might be doing to feed and feed those perceptions and allow for that kind of narrative to get worse, then we're not doing our jobs because being stubborn about it isn't going to help us. I'm not saying that all of a sudden, oh, diversity is bad and we all need to go back to all knowing our places. I'm not saying that. But when he talks about faculty lounge politics, which is kind of cancel culture too, there's been incidents where somebody's gotten fired or it's been a it's been a big news story and you haven't said come on like really this person's got to apologize for this you know it, you, there's no way you can't there's so there's too many of them and when the other side uses every single one of them as an example of how out of control we are, at some point, I don't know the answer, and I honestly don't know how to have the conversation. Because if you did, you it could be it could get fractious pretty much immediately. So there is something there, and I think we have to kind of deal with it or acknowledge it before we can actually do something about it. But I think a big part of that is is those is incidences are so limited in. But the right blows them up. So that some of that might be based in some fact. One example was something that Bill Mark talked about that in one of his past shows, talking about, a, I think it was Columbia University in New York, that had a, an optional graduation class where it was you know, individual ethnic groups or whatever, if they wanted to have a, a special ceremony, they, they could do that. They had the general one, but they also did this. But it was it was taken by Bill Maher and some of the, the right wing media that these colleges are segregating. They're going to segregation. Bill Maher is right wing media. Well, he he danced. He had uh, Sean Spicer on there this last week is like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? What and it was? Yeah, I mean, it was it was off the rails. But yeah, I mean, so there was something based in fact, but it gets blown up. So, you know, I. I don't know how we're ever going to win this battle with that going on. Did the students request, I mean, did, did like the, I don't know, Hispanic Student Alliance request their own graduation ceremony I'd in have, Spanish? Yeah. Did the, I, I mean, I have no idea. Or, 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 or was this somebody's idea at the college? You know, yeah, that, I mean, it was like, all agreed upon the by, by this. No, it wasn't forced. Like I say, it was an optional, yeah. if you want to do this kind of thing, it was offered. Where's the white student graduation? That, that was job? my next question. Was anybody dumb enough to request a whites-only graduation? So, so, <laughs> so at, at Columbia, probably not. Yeah. But uh, not too long ago, had a conversation with somebody, and they went into, and I don't remember what the issue was, but I think it was like, Groups at groups at work. Where's the the club for white people? And this person was telling me this, and I'm like, you know, probably had my mouth kind of open, like, yeah, like cringe, like, 
like you're you're saying this yeah, yeah and uh, and I'm like uh, like what what are you talking about well there's a this club and a that club I swear yeah. he sounded like he sounded like you know your 80 year old uncle there's a Miss and, Black America and well yeah. you know, why is not a Miss White America right yeah. And, yeah. and 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 this person my mind changed on him like pretty much immediately like I didn't know him as like I thought I did where's and, the NAAWP? Well, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, but it, it. But the thing is, it's not done with that kind of overt redneck. It was. I don't have a club at work, and it's just called work, dude. It's, well, yeah. And, and by the way, that's exactly what he's probably been told for twenty five years, and clearly, he's had enough of it. Now, how do do you go after him, or do you write him off? What are you going to do to change his mind? How do you re-educate them? Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah you got to send somebody to a re-education camp. that's there one of those words, yeah. I know. There you go. <laughs> because it yeah. also assumes he's not educated. Right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Well, you were educated. You just need to do it over. <laughs> he just needs to be woke. Yes, you, you've, you've flunked politics. You know, the line's different for everybody. Because this one, we're going to get more of it. So... Whether oh, yeah. we like it or not, more of this is coming. It's going to be applied in different ways, but it's going to be the same story because it it is resonating. I don't know what it says about your average American, but the fact that it's working is bad for us. Why would you not replicate it if it's working? The only thing is we need to create a situation where it won't work. Two years from now, or three no. years from now. Uh, yeah. year from Maybe now. we should just yeah. steal the election. Hey. Maybe we talking. should start our own propaganda arm. If we're going to be accused of stealing the elections, well, now let's just freaking steal them then. Let's just start stealing the election. <laughs> you know, why don't we, we live down to your expectations? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not smart enough to know how to do that anyway. <laughs> you know, it's not fair. It's not right. But how many times, Jeff... Did you tell your kids when they're bitching about something or complaining about a coach or a friend or a teacher? At their predominantly white school. (laughs) (laughs) Honky high. (laughs) How many times did you go, hey, life's not fair, and then just walk away? Yep, yep. And it's it's not fair. Sometimes you're a hammer, sometimes you're a nail. (laughs) Which side would we rather be? We didn't even we didn't even talk about messaging a lot because well that's the other part of the equation. That's what it boils down to though. They they're better at messaging. No, they're better at, at creating a, a an alternative universe is what it is not. Oh my god. You can't give the, you can't even messaging. <laughs> can't even give them credit like through like, their effective no, messaging. They, yes. No, they're yeah. they're brilliant at because it's it works. I mean, you know, you have to definitely give them credit for that. Jeff did JFK show up in Dallas this week? <laughs> JFK, I'm sorry, JFK Jr. I've not I'm seen that no. in any of the but news sources that I read. So through effective messaging, how many people showed up right. in Dallas this week expecting to see JFK Jr. announce yep. that his death was faked? A few hundred. Don't tired and Kennedy, 2024. And how was it 2024? I think it was like 2021. Like they're gonna take over now. Not, not even like midterm, retroactive. How do they assume that JFK Jr. would be a Republican 
when he comes back anyway. Are you freaking kidding me? Mm-mm. You're actually going to analyze how they could come to how they, how they could actually like why why would they pick a date literally 20 days shy of the anniversary of the of his father being killed at that that's where they were at was at the at the spot in Dallas where 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 JFK was shot oh that's right that's right and that's on the 22nd of this month they did it on the second of the month. So they waited however many years and 345 days to the anniversary of his dad's death. Well, the anniversary, that's a that's a faux media concept. Why why do you have to do it on the anniversary? They probably ca- took out the leap years because that's, you know, a democratic plot. So it tracks. It's a communist plot. What are you talking about? Socialist. Yeah. Socialist. You don't like it, but... It's working. Yeah, but but the question is, and, and I don't know if we're going to be able to answer it here. Hopefully, we'll have a solid answer by the end of this episode. Oh, we, we're supposed to have a solution uh, yeah. by, by the time the outro music starts. So, tick-tock. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so how do you fight fantasy land with reality land? When the media doesn't call it out, when the local school board doesn't call it out. I don't yeah, know that you can. The local school board doesn't call it out necessarily because there are people on the school board that are okay with that. Particularly, you know, here in, even in this county, especially in this county, the majority of people on that school board are school board are all okay with that. They're anti-masks yeah. for the most part. But they you have are. to under, understand the format too. I don't know if all school boards are run this way or not. They're but probably I know that, running on a on are, an are anti-CRT. You trying, are you going to try to yeah. censor me? Is that what you're going to do now? Because mm-hmm. because I want to talk about my concerns as a parent. Being that's taught critical I'm... race theory, you're going to censor me? That's, that's what... how left-wing of you. No, that's what I'm saying is the format is the parents or whoever signs I'm up being for it. canceled. They, they sign up for a time slot and they can speak their, their mind if they have one. Oh. And there's no, it's not a debate. Oh. It's not a dialogue. He lost you at that. He he, he lost Zing. me at time slot. So you you've you've seen the ones where they're talking about you know Satan and you know, you know the crazy people. They're not all well, crazy. I, I, that's what it cracks me is when the Christians are like, my baby came home from school and asked me, Mama, was I was I born evil? And I'm a Christian, so I told her, Yes, honey, you were born a little piece of shit, and you have to redeem yourself. And, you know, come Jesus. to Jesus. Don't you know that? And, I mean, we've been telling be that fine. every Sunday at church. Don't you listen? I mean, what's the problem with that message? But so my point is, is the school board, um, you know, sessions where the parents do this, you're not you're not going to have that back and forth conversation that, that you know, so they're going to sit. Hopefully you have parents from the other side saying something. But but even that, as we've discussed, isn't going to change the minds of these people because they think they're Satan worshipers and communists. And I mean, that's just yeah, classic. You just cast your enemy as something that everybody's against. Satan worshiping pedophiles. Let's hear from the Satan worshiping pedophiles first before we cast aspersions. Let's yeah, just hear them out. Jesus you know. said, love your enemies. So, yeah. Yeah. so back in May, when Carville did his first anti-wokeness interview, this was the closing paragraph. First of all, the Democratic Party can't be more liberal than Senator Joe Manchin. Uh, That's yeah. the fact. That's tr- so true. Fact check. 100% true. We don't have the votes. But I'll say this. 
Two of the most consequential political events in recent memory happened on the same day in January. The insurrection at the U.S. Capitol yep. and Democrats winning two seats in Georgia. Yep. Yeah. Can't overstate that. I was so euphoric the day that we won those two seats that, I, I mean, I was like doing backflips just knowing that we wouldn't be able to get jack shit done afterwards. So it was, that was nice. <laughs> There's more. But the Democrats can't fuck it up. They have to make the Republicans own that insurrection every day. They have to pound it. They have to call bookers on cable news shows. They have to get people to write op-eds. There will be all kinds of investigations and stories dripping out for God knows how long. And the Democrats should spend every day tying all of it to the Republican Party. They can't sit back and wait for it to happen. Especially when some of them gave guided tours on the Just 5th. imagine if it was a bunch of non-white people who stormed the Capitol. Imagine how Republicans would exploit that and make every news cycle about how the Dems were responsible for it. Every political debate would be about that. The Republicans would bludgeon the Democrats with it forever. So whatever you think Republicans would do to us in that scenario, that's exactly what the hell we need to do to them. Well, for, and, he's wrong on one part there. There's no way that non-whites would ever storm the Capitol. He was ridiculed for that. He's 100% right. All of it. And now, what, seven months later, they didn't do any of it. They slow rolled the investigations. They're not making hay of everybody who's been convicted of being inside the Capitol and basically involved in the coup. And there's now... January 6th, trutherdom, that it wasn't as bad as they, they said. And it was really, you know, still, it still was Antifa because you leave that hole for them to exploit it and they're going to lie about it. We didn't do any of that. Yeah, but okay. So McAuliffe, my understanding is that, you know, I mean, that he got blamed for that too, about making it too much of a national. In other words, he was tying Trump to Youngkin. And, you know, like I said, I didn't see the ads, but my assumption is part of that was, you know, the insurrection and all that. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm you know, so I, I think he at least tried to do that. But the, the, pe the, the people that are conservative voters aren't going to go to his rallies. They're not going to tune into the stations or the news outlets that carry that. They're not tuning in to CNN or MSNBC to find out what Congress is, is doing. Whereas Fox News is the format that is flipping that to say it wasn't as bad. You know, you have Tucker Carlson and all that. So I don't know how, you know, I, I agree with what Carvel is saying there. But how are you going to get that information over to that side when they're tuned out to it? Well, you're not going to get it to that side. But how much did they, did they really, quote, pound it in the media that the non-brainwashed watch? Those are your swing voters. Those are your people. Those are, those are, that's your base. Those are people that you need to vote for them. I'm not saying, you know, I don't think he's saying you need to try to infiltrate the, the right wing bubble. No, it's, it's, it's not leak as many of the non college educated white women. There are, there are still plenty of people that watch regular news. 
and read regular newspapers. And they did not do what he said in making it the biggest issue, like a dog with a bone that you just can't get out of his mouth. Just that you just got to be got to be relentless. They're never this way. We're never that way. One thing to reiterate my point about them being better at messaging, one thing that they did, they kept Trump out of Virginia. He, you didn't see him campaigning with, with the other guy. You, they didn't give him an opportunity to use a picture of the former guy and the other guy in negative ads. He was not able to tie him directly to, which could have siphoned off a few of those non-educated, I'm sorry, non-college educated white women who made the swap over. Look, you didn't, and I'm surprised, Jeff, you didn't even get into the fact that a lot of this was astroturfed and funded by right-wing billionaires Oh and yeah, yeah, dark money organizations. That uh, goes without saying. And, and, yeah. and, you know, again, all of it's true. And it does it does tend to make us go even more like. Ugh. But it, it's not it, it's not like the other side isn't funded by by left wing, you know, millionaires and billionaires. But we don't so. have the the network of think tanks and, and networks of churches and things like that to work. And networks of through. networks. Uh Right. I mean, they've been at this since, uh, you know, the post-FDR days of, you know, collaborating and, and getting all these kind of groups to do different things. You know, even electing Supreme Court justices. In, in, in order for the minority to be in power, you have to control the messaging. And they're very good at that. Yeah. And that's, that's, my, that's my concern is I don't see a similar arsenal on the other side well it's talking about this stuff or you know better 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 buckle up it's like better seriously yeah. anybody in georgia listening to this podcast buckle up because and this is the, next year that, yeah 2022 and that is also yep. the same election cycle that warnock is going up for re-election oh yeah yeah yep. so that it's gonna be uh yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be and it's going it's to be, be redistricted congressional districts. Yep. But the governor race yep. here, if Stacey Abrams, it, it really doesn't matter. Like Stacey Abrams, though, has kind of a kind of a Hillary Clinton level of I of of distaste to to the other side because, you know, because they made her into that. It's just like uh, Raff, Raffensperger. It, it, it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not. Uh, of course, it's not deserved. I mean, of course, of course, it's not deserved. Yeah, but even like you said, even Raffensperger, who was was the like one of few Republicans who did the right thing. No, he did the right the thing. He did cycle, the legal thing. Still, took a cheap shot at Stacey Abrams. Right, and and you know, the, on his government I, account. Yeah, after after the Braves won the World Series. Yeah. Well, not just yep. then, but but you know, he was on the Morning Joe show. I think that was earlier this this week. Of course, you know his book is out now, so he's out pushing the book. Oh yeah, and he he paper. made that same kind of you know what aboutism about Stacey Abrams not conceding. And did anybody on the you know the Morning Joe show say diddly about that? But no, hey, they just you know, chuckled in their coffee. Yep. So you know, 
Jeff. 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 Yeah. 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 And I would say this to your lovely wife, who probably was watching it as well. What do you expect from morning fucking Joe? Uh, But other, I mean, Joe Scarborough isn't going to be our savior. (laughs) But he's been (laughs) in other trouble. Other shows besides that. Joe Scarborough's not walking through that door. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm saying they're giving they're giving him, you know, um, airtime to be lifted up as oh yeah, there's still normal Republicans out there. See, look at this guy. He voted for Trump twice. You know, first time I can give him a pass. But if you knew which if you and his book is called something about integrity. It's like if you had integrity as an upstanding evangelical Christian, which he claims to be. You would not have voted for Trump the second time around. So is it safe to say that your recommendation this week is not the book by Georgia Secretary uh, of State Brad Raffensperger? No, only as, as a igniter in a bonfire, perhaps. Fuel Zing. for the fire. Yeah. Don, do, do you have a recommendation of a book you'd like to burn? Which, by the way, that's very lefty of you, Jeff, burning books. Yeah, burning burn books. books. No, I don't. I don't have a book. What? Um, or, or a show, show either. I oh know. My God. I know. What? Are you are you in like a are, are you in a uh, like a I'm, media I'm, in, I'm in this I'm, I'm in I'm in this rut that's in a uh, funk. It, it's like like for example, one one of my recommendations got canceled before the first year finished. With two episodes left, they announced it was canceled. Now, what was this, that? This is the this is the Y, the last man, the the Y chromosome one, where all the all the male mammals die except for this dude and his pet monkey. Now, Stephen King is on the uh, is on my side. He he tweeted out, "Come on, somebody do the right thing and keep the most interesting show on TV going. Uh, don't leave me hanging." So he's looking for he's hoping somebody HBO Max or somebody picks it up. But yeah, FX announced uh, with still two episodes left that. They were it must have been. It. it must have been sucking wind in the ratings. It, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It doesn't matter. You know what? The ratings shouldn't matter. A good show is a good show. So I'm in a rut. I'm in a rut too. No, I'm, I'm definitely in a podcast rut. Got no Substacks to uh, um, drop on us. Got, got no podcast. You know what? Uh, my my one of my favorite Substack left Substack and. Is now part of the Atlantic because it's it's uh, it's the beginning of the the Substack economy uh, economic collapse and so, a lot of Substacks that do well are these right wing ones. Oh, what's the the right wing group for them? Like the you know the League of Reactionary Thinkers or something like that. What was uh, <laughs> League of Racists? Jordan Jordan Peterson and oh, oh the, uh, the intellectual dark, dark web. web. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. A lot of the, those those seem to be doing really well on Substack. <laughs> the ones that I like not so much. <laughs> they gave that name to themselves. That is not something that somebody pinned on them. That's like, "Hey guys, my new nickname's Animal. I want everybody to call me Animal, <laughs> right? Cool. All right, we're good. All right. Carry on." <laughs> hey, what's a, what's one of the first rules in marketing? <laughs> you are what you say you are. There you go. Uh, by the way, one of the first rules in politics is your opponent is what we say about you. And the uh, one side does that really well, and the other side is us. So I need some I need some new podcast. I have dropped every 
Crooked Media podcast from my rotation like months ago. Are you looking uh, for a time suck? Something to like really suck up some time? Nope. I'm looking for some. I'm looking for. I'm looking for something in- interesting, and preferably not two hours long. Oh, um, <laughs> you had one. I don't know, and they're not two hours long. They're they're mostly an hour to an hour and fifteen minutes or something like that. But I've been devouring through Behind the Bastards. There's almost four hundred episodes of it. Uh, that is it. No, yeah. that, uh, no way. But it's it's interesting. It's you know it's 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 like one of the things that um, that, that you learn in, in history is like if you took like right, the I'm, most. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text Mark right now. <laughs> if you if you take the most racist person that you know, like the that you've ever met or ever seen or, or that you, you know, and you like double quadruple that. That's a progressive in like the 1800s, com- comparatively speaking. Like that was somebody that, that relatively thought that yeah that that maybe we shouldn't own other humans. Like they're not equal to us or anything, but we probably shouldn't own them. You know, or, you know that that was somebody that was on the cutting edge of progressive politics. Yeah, they know, need of, to go back to Africa, was but still you know, we shouldn't own them. Hugely right. fucking racist. You know, well, that, that was kind of Lincoln was that way. But here I am. I'm I'm perpetuating critical race theory, and that's banned apparently in this area. So my bad, my bad, guys. You're canceled. Please canceled. don't cancel our podcast. Give us podcast recommendations on our Twitter feed. Ignore our Facebook page <laughs> because Mark Zuckerberg oh. is a, is a sociopath. Wait, it's a meta page now, right? You, you know what? You wanna. You want to salute that flag? You go right ahead. Hey, I'm so glad that he named his company after Hemet. That was so nice of him to do that. That was really cool. I mean, I mean, the dude has his finger on the pulse of atheism and all, but you know, naming your company after him—that's that's pretty big. You know, I hope he got a slice. I hope he cut him off a little piece. You know, get a little get a little residuals. You know, but yeah, kind of kind of reminded me. Uh, <laughs> kind of reminded me when uh, we first moved here, and there was ValueJet. You remember ValueJet? Yeah. And it then, used to uh, be Blit, uh, Jet Blue until it crashed in the Everglades. Well, no, it was ValueJet. Then they changed the way around. Then they changed to AirTran. Oh, okay, uh, that's what. Yeah. So that's when companies change their name. Um, uh, what's the tobacco company to change their name to Altria or Altria, however you Phil say Morris. it? Philip Morris. Yeah, yeah. You know that's how you fix stuff. You just change your name, and you know. History goes away magically. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a very quick recommendation. On the media, I one too. the last couple weeks, ha- the last couple weeks has been really good. Um, and they did a special called "A Rift in the Gun World," Uh-oh. and it's about how even more reactionary forces have turned people against the NRA. And to even more radical, um, in a lot of ways, kind of fascist positions. And you know, all these people are super concerned about critical race theory. So like the NRA is, is too liberal. Too crooked. Too, okay. and, and not. It's like the people on Newsmax saying that Fox is too far left. Totally. Okay. Yes. Very similar. And one of the ways that they do it is they basically are injecting Facebook into their veins oh, yeah. hours a day. Mm. Yeah. 
So talking about all the libtards over there at the it's NRA. A, it's a good know. listen. All right. Keep your vaccine too, hippie. Got a quick one. Yep. Curb your enthusiasm. New season on HBO Max just started. Oh, love! So, I've been watching yeah. you know the past shows just to get you know kind yeah, of back I mean, into that, the groove. It's so he, he took like a couple years off and then, and then came back and stuff. But yeah, it's good. It's good to see it back. But yeah, new season just started up. Just like I think when this episode, the Sunday that this episode drops, the third episode will come out that We've night. We've just lost every female listener to our yeah. podcast. Yeah, I know. My my wife has the same reaction. With with that, I'm like, let's watch. No, no. I she goes, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with them right now. The, my blood pressure. <laughs> I just, he drives me insane. No, There's, I'm not. There, there are very few women. It's like in my life that like that show. I really? gotta be in the mood, and, and she's very rarely in the mood for Larry David. <laughs> yep. But it, it's just fun to watch a show where you feel better about yourself after you're done. It's like <laughs> at least I'm not that guy. Yeah. And he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> see you in two weeks. All right. See you, people. My gun, he made me mad. The devil's bad, the devil is a bomb, but the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil goes. The devil is my friend, and Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla goes. Godzilla is my friend, and Shrinko was my friend, and Bridget was my friend, and Andrew Bob, he just popped off. Now Gorbachev is my friend, and Francis Nature is my friend. Some of them at the party and the devil is my friend. And 